three, two, one, now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back for another episode. This episode is brought to you by Fish. Fish is a new street vendor trying to survive in this fucking pandemic. They are very hygienic, very, um, pretty much, if you're willing to go out and eat somewhere at a restaurant, you'd be willing to eat with them. They fucking offer shrimp cocktails, and they are expanding their menu very soon. Follow them on Instagram under the username fish just the way it sounds that's p-h-i-z-h once again p-h-i-z-h let them know (laughs) give you my promo code to get a discount uh it's not a promo code just tell them hey i'm a cool kid or the cool kids table sent me and they will give you 20 percent off your entire order that's fucking beautiful help them survive this pandemic and you know, one thing that you'll see is it's all about community. You know, I think that this pandemic showed us. And so, yeah, fucking first promo. I think I did great. I'm sure you guys will criticize. But my guest today is Ashley Camille. Ashley is a podcaster herself. She's many things, but one of the things she does is a podcast. She has this podcast called According to Ash. She does a solo podcast, which is fucking hard. I give her fucking hella props because... As you guys seen, I did uh, a couple episodes, I think one actually, of Solo Cholo. And although it was quote unquote successful because you guys liked it and you guys were telling me that you guys enjoyed that shit, I pretty much hate them. I don't fucking, I don't like them. And I can't see myself having a successful solo podcast and she's doing it. And hers is great, dude. I listened to it. Like I, I'm sure she's going to talk about this episode that she just did. I haven't heard the most recent episode, but it's on my podcast repertoire. Like, It's something that I listen to continually. And here she is. Um, I'm sure she can hear me. Let me unmute her. How rude. Um, Ashley, can you do that? I'm here. Can you hear oh, me? Yes, ma'am. All right. So I, tell me, how, how did – I like your show, first and foremost. I enjoy your show. You are very open. You are very, you throw it all out there. And I'm like, fuck, that is, to me, I I throw it all out here myself. And I'm still too scared to throw it all out there like you do. I, quote unquote, this has been a successful podcast thus far where, you know, listeners, retain listeners, get new listeners. And I attribute it to the guest. I have a different guest like yourself. Next week will be somebody else. And so they share it. They tell their people, hey, I just was on this podcast. They listen. People will listen to this and they'll be like, oh, this was good. Let me check it out. What else do you have? So that's where I think my success comes from. Not really successful. But, um, on a small scale. And yet yours is solo, which is, I can't imagine myself doing that. Like, how and why? I, I want the whole story. I want, if you have the time, go into detail and tell me, like, what is it like to put yourself out there? And I think that's what makes your show successful and will continue to. I keep telling you, dude, like, keep doing it in the DMs. And I'm just fascinated by you doing it, like, the way you do it. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And to me, it's like, fuck that. <laughs> I don't have the balls to put myself out there like that, even though I do to an extent. Yeah, I mean... People tell me all, that all the time. They're like, I can't believe you talk about this. I can't believe you said this. Or you put you like your love life out there. 
I've always been an open person, so I've never minded telling my stories. And usually it's like to the person next to me. Like I'm open, I will tell, if you give me a topic like, tell me about this one time this happened, I will tell you five different stories with the same theme. Like it's very easy for me to talk about myself, which is, I guess, at this point, my favorite subject. Um, it's, it's never been an issue for me to talk. I'm a storyteller. I've been told I should do stand up at certain points, which I wouldn't mind. I've never been like shy to like be talking in front of people or be on stage. Um, I just think that stand up would be a little bit more organized and I'm not that organized. If you, if anybody listening goes listen to my podcast, it's like the least organized. I will start at point A and I will get to point C, but we're going to hit like H I J K L M O P before we get there. That's, that's, there's beauty in that. I, I, I like that of podcasting that you go on these tangents yourself, myself, my guess. Like it, it happens where like you start a story and you go off these tangents and then a lot of times we're like, well, who are we talking about? And I was like, I don't know. But, and I, I, I love the engagement with the, with the listeners. So they tell me, dude, that part too, where you guys went up on that tangent. I was like, I forgot what you guys were talking about. Even though I'm listening, I'm paying attention. We're like, what were we talking about? Cause even though I, I always do it like, let's pretend there was one person here, just one person. Because most of the time people listen to podcasts, it's not like in a group, it's in a, by themselves, you know, either jogging, driving, working, whatever it may be. So I, I try to incorporate that mindset. Like somebody's right here hearing our conversation. Like say there was a cameraman recording us right now, even though we're virtual. Imagine I had a camera and you had a camera in your spot. And, and I still don't see it like how I'd be like, okay, let's talk about this subject. Or, cause I talk about everything. Like I told you, nothing's off limits, nothing, whatever. But there's, I share this and I stop here. Like, okay, nobody needs to know my, my personal, personal. Like there's certain things that I still keep to myself. And yet you don't, like you cross that boundary and I'm like, fuck. And I think in one of the episodes you mentioned, you're like, people reach out to me like they know me. But you don't yeah. know me. You know what I share. And that's how I feel. Because they'll be like, oh, dude, I'm sure you would love this. And a lot of times they give me recommendations that are way off. And I'm like, you know what I share, but you don't know me like, like that. You know, you know, it kind of sounds crude or rude or a little bit maybe. But it's because there's still layers. And then you are just like, here I am. Like it or love it. Because honestly, it's pretty fascinating what you do and how you do it. I mean, I've only gotten hate or like negative feedback from people I try to date. That's the only problem because I started my podcast talking about people I've dated and yeah. their <laughs> wonderful relationships. Um, and there was a certain part or a certain person that was like, well, on your podcast, like always bringing up my podcast. There was a listener in my podcast and it was always like, well, in your podcast and in your podcast. And I'm like, bro, I get it. Um, I talked about this on my podcast. True. But people don't get it or this person didn't get it. I'm talking about a relationship that was maybe like a year long and I got to square that into like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like sure. It kind of sounds like we did a lot of shit to be honest, but it's like, it was like in the span of a year. Um, a lot of people that try to date me fear that I'm going to talk about them on the podcast. That's another fear. So the podcast is kind of at one point turned into my cock block. Like, <laughs> date me because of the podcast. And I'm like, dude, you're not that special. You're not going to be on the podcast. <laughs> And they're like, can you give me a nickname? I'm like, no, bro. Like from now on until like maybe in like the next 10 years, maybe I'll bring up relationships again. Yeah. But why am I going to like burn myself during relationships? That's I've only brought up like 
messages I get from dating apps. Those are oh, yeah. the things I'll bring up because those from, are hilarious. From the face where I, I heard the one that you, you didn't give recommendations because you were talking about, I didn't even know there was a dating on Facebook till you mentioned yeah. I was uh, actually, I don't think I was running that day. I was walking my dog and I had to stop. And like, I looked up like Facebook dating. Like, is it a thing? Like I Googled it. And then obviously, you know, you click on it and it takes you to your problem. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I hadn't even like, so you're putting people on game. And then the episode where you were giving out tips on how to like, I was like, damn, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, hearing from maybe as a male, like I don't listen to that type of thing. Not that I'm like, whatever. It's just, I listen to my, like, the comedy shows, the stuff I like, history, sports. Um, I listen to that type of podcast. So then yours, I am intrigued by. I like it. So when I listen to yours, I get like a female perspective. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? So it's kind of, I, I, I first, some people did reach out to me when I promoted your podcast, when I shared it one time. They're like, what's her show about? And I told them it's about her life. And she gives like recommendation. At the time, I didn't say you gave uh, dating advice, but it's like she recommends a show she likes and whatever. Like, you like it? I was like, yeah, it's pretty, it's well done. And it, it's only like, usually like about an hour, I'd say. It's mm -hmm. like average. I'm all, I, I don't, I'm not saying I would listen to every single person that does one like that. Because I don't even know you. We just know each other through uh, social media. But I was like, hers is good. And people tell me all the time, you should do that. You should do shows like that. Like the solo cholo that I did. I'm like, I, yeah. I, I'm not that interesting. And then when I hear like a podcast like yours, I'm like, dude, I am not interesting at all. Like you give out movie recommendations. You give out fucking the, the, the music of the week. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I can't do that. Cause I'm I, granted, I'm not very interesting. So I'm like, that wouldn't work for me at least, you know, but yeah. you, I think you have a, a great product that just your listeners will come just it's it's in due time like I'm like dude this is really good oh yeah thanks I appreciate that I took my hiatus because I was just the this quarantine is not good for me because apart from me being a talkative person I'm a social person so not Same. being able to leave my house I need to go to work it's just it killed me softly like the jam and I a good jam. You, by the way I got a message yesterday and I'm not I'm not shared this with anybody and I was going to save this for, for our podcast so your listeners can get a taste of the messages I get. This one's golden. You're going you're gonna to crack up. So this is from one of the apps I'm on, which I'm not really passionate about these apps. Like I'm kind of half-assed on these apps, but it's a little long, but it's worth it. This person, which I will remain nameless, I haven't met this person. We've only messaged like a couple times. He messages me. He says, hey, can I propose something? And you know, that means it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, what's up? Like, what, what are you like? Sure, go for it. And he's like, all right, look, I know this is weird, but it's been a while since I've done this. So first of all, I want to say you're really beautiful and very sexy. And I always say it in a really weird voice. But <clears throat> and I very much love to date you. I read your profile and feel like we have things in common. So what I'm proposing is that we have some very amazing sex. LOL. Just to relieve some stress. You know. I understand if you don't want to, and I'm very sorry if this offended you or made you mad. I didn't mean this in a very disrespectful way. Wow. That's holding my hair. I mean, yeah. That's ballsy. I'll give them that. Ballsy. We're going to give them that. But it's like, I my response in classic Ashley way was, I'm flattered, but what if I have a wonky third boob? Like, how do you know you want to do this with me? What makes you think from my profile has like five pictures of me and my little like one paragraph description that we're compatible physically? 
Shooter's like, shooter. It's, it's I don't a... care about a third nipple. I'm like, <laughs> I say it was a nipple. It could be a wonky boob. Maybe I have a peg leg. You don't know. Yeah, this is, that's, that's crazy because, I mean, I get DMs, but it's mostly, I mean, as a male, I, granted, 99% are positive. I enjoyed the show, yada, yada, yada. Uh, hey, this was your best episode. Hey, uh, so-and-so recommended it. Hey, I'm a friend of episode number whatever. So, hey, you should check out this. Hey, and there's that 1%, my hateful message, my, my weird messages are like, dude, this show fucking sucks. I can't believe people listen to it. You're so full of shit. I, like, why do people like this? Like, I, I pop off sometimes. You follow my personal account. So I pop off sometimes. I shouldn't. And I, I haven't done it in three weeks. Uh, three, two or three weeks. And I just say, you know what? I shouldn't do this. Because that's what they want. They want that reaction. But for a while, they're like, you have a bad day. And I mean, it's not too like, for whatever. But you get 10, 15 messages that are all positive. But you get that one. That throws Little up. message. And now you're like, what the fuck? And I, I, lately, I just ignore them. I have like a, you know, on, um, on Instagram, if you have a, what is it, like a business account, pretty much. A filter. Yeah, like it, they won't come through. So I'll just see them and I'll be like, ah, damn. Like sometimes, because we all have ego. I try not to, but they're like, dude, your show fucking sucks. Like just that sentence and you're like, okay, you know, like, what do you say yeah. to them? So I'm like, all right, man, just, I don't even reply. I don't even, nothing. I just leave it there. And then I'm, if I, I, two months ago, I would stay and think about a, fucking reaction how to reply to them i'm like dude fuck them they're not gonna it's one person you're not gonna please everybody so i kind of yeah. came to that but it's night and day the type of messages i mean granted you are on a that was a dating app that was on a dating app i'm i'm gonna be honest i hardly ever get messages on my dms or instagram for the podcast unless i'm being a metiche and reaching out to people when i start reaching out to people for questions surveys that's when i get a response but when it comes to that kind of like, oh, you suck, like it'll happen because oh, everybody's wow. got their opinion. But I don't, like the only way I would respond to this, and it's in Spanish, there isn't a way to translate it. The Spanish version of the response, the perfect response is, and I'll explain it to you if you need me to explain it, but sabes dónde van todas mamás, like all that sucking, and you point at your crotch, that's where they go. <laughs> that's where they go. Ahí van, aquí. Like, that's the whole point. Like, yeah, like, you know, like, me la pelas in, in yeah, words. Yeah. And that will literally piss off more people than you giving a response. Because they're going to try to egg you on, say you're a pussy, like you're not responding. But at the end of the day, there's this TikTok, because quarantine, I've gotten into TikTok way too much. Um, don't do it. But there's a TikTok where there's like, the video is like whatever you want, but the audio is like, hey, you suck. And it's like telling you, you suck. And the girl responds like, hey, if I suck, like, leave my page. Like, you don't have to follow me. You can go somewhere else. The internet's a very vast place. And that's pretty much it. If they don't like you, they don't like you. Up until now, I haven't gotten any negative comments. It'll which, come. It'll come. Because I have a big mouth. And, you know, I try to keep the peace. But at the same time, I'm like, nah. I don't care. As the show grows, you're going to please the, peop the people. Because, I mean, it's a recommendation, right? And that's how the, sh the best way... At, especially since you talk to the listeners, let them know, hey, the best way to help me out is fucking you sharing it with them. Tell the person, you know, you're not going to tell it fucking your coworker, your mom, your dad, like, I know my friend likes podcasts. I know, hey, you should check this out. Try episode whatever. That's the best way it grows. Because, yeah, you might get um, followers, you might get whatever, but the, you want listeners. 
And at the end of the day, that's what helps me out is that people will like, be like, yo, dude, so-and-so recommended episode number whatever. And I loved it. So I checked out other episodes. I didn't like this one. And that's how it grows. But that being said, somebody would be like, I can't believe somebody recommended this bullshit to me. This show fucking sucks. I don't, you guys are funny. I'm like, yeah. And it, it comes with the territory. There's always those people. But just be, be ready for it. Because when it comes, you just, the first ones threw me off. Like, don't listen. And then you do the whole, like, dude, had a bad day at work. My daughter's not being, you know, not that she's not a bad kid, but, you know, when she has a bad day, I'm like, oh, stressed, fucking hour drive home, just trying to get home, check the gram, and you open up that bullshit. You're like, fuck this, fuck you. Fuck, don't listen. You know, and I'm like, dude, just ignore it. Because so, you're more famous than me, that's why. You no, get the, no. You get the haters. I, I haven't gotten there yet. So you're I'm going like, to. You're going to. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, your show's good. Your show's good. So it's all about um, being prepared. Because, I mean, I'm glad that it hasn't grown to the, my show at least, hasn't grown to where I, I want it to be. Because oh, yeah. I would have popped off <laughs> to some people. And those people screenshot and they share it. And they're just trying to make tarnish your image. And so yeah. now I'm like, okay, that's what they're trying to do. Don't do it. Because... That's what their end game is. So now I just ignore them. And if, let's say I would have had more listeners, then people would have been put off by like those responses. That's all I'll say. Like, yeah, dude, that shit pisses me off. I don't check all of them. I don't respond now. But just so you know, hey, this is gonna, this is gonna happen to you. Like, yeah, it's and gonna. people are very sensitive. That's kind of a, it's a sensitive topic. But I feel like nowadays people are overly sensitive. You can't say certain things. You can't give your opinion about this. You can't talk about this because you're going to be offensive or somebody's going to pull up your old Tumblr account. They're going to research and you did a, a racist joke back in 2004 and you were only 12. Well, I was 12 in 2004, I think. I don't know. The whole thing is that you can't say anything. Everything is very like, you know, walking on actual. That's my opinion. I feel like everybody's overly sensitive. It's crazy because I get like, you're not a fucking politician. Why do you talk politics? And I'm like, I'm not a fucking sports broadcaster, but yet I talk sports and nobody complains. Cause I talk about everything. I used to be very religious and now I'm very anti-religion, very non, not spiritual or anything like that. I just like, why, why do you talk about that? So that's the stuff you're not supposed to talk. I'm like, dude, you can talk about whatever the fuck you want. Some guys don't like, they'll tell me up front. Like, hey, let's not get into politics. Or, hey, let's not get into that. So I'm like, whatever you guys want to talk about is fine with me. And, I get hate on that. Like, you're not a politician. Oh, because you're such a fucking liberal. Oh, because, you know, especially when the, somebody will recommend the show, like, it'll grow. Your show will grow. But say somebody from Texas starts listening or somebody from fucking Omaha, uh, the East Coast, fucking, right now I'm, I'm popping off in Australia because of the previous guest, uh, Mexico. People be like, oh, it's because you, you don't fucking know how it is. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I one of our hashtags is we are not experts. Like I don't know anything about anything. I'm a fucking idiot that just likes to share his opinions. I, if I'm wrong, tell me, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with being wrong. I'm not fucking trying to be a perfect host or a perfect whatever, like fucking, we all make mistakes. So I'm like, if you have the data, you have the shit, show me. And so <laughs> politics and religion is what really <laughs> rubs people the wrong way. And race. And I was doing another like little mini interview with somebody else, just, you know, throwing names out there, just trying to like, I'm trying to collab with other people. And I felt like the whole time I was getting asked questions, it was turning into this whole like race thing, this whole Latino thing. And I'm like, yes, I'm brown, but I'm allowed to like other things that are not brown. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, I'm brown and proud. 
And this has also been brought up with people I've dated, especially when I've dated brown vatos. That they'll be like, oh, you're too embarrassed to be Mexican. I'm like, bro, I lived in Mexico 10 years. I'm not embarrassed to be Mexican. But sometimes I feel like when I'm here, I'm not white. I'm not, you know, I'm not white enough or I'm not brown enough. There's always that that argument. I'm not Mexican enough or I'm not, you know, gringa enough. And when I'm over there in, in Mexico, I'm not Mexican enough. So it's always that to feel like if they ask me like, oh, who was your hero growing up? If I don't say Chespirito, like I'm white, you know? If I don't say it's El Chavo El Ocho, oh my God, you're not proud to be Mexican. I have to say it's Frida Kahlo. I got to say that my jams are all different Vicente Fernandez songs. I just feel like, and it's also to do with like cultural appropriation. Suddenly, if somebody is wearing trenzas, oof, she's culturally appropriating and she can't wear dreadlocks. Oh yeah. In my opinion, as long as something isn't offensive, as long as they're like celebrating the culture and they're trying to like embrace it, why can't somebody embrace somebody else's culture? That's my opinion. Uh, I like you said, I was born in Mexico. I'm a wetback. I'm an immigrant. So I, I share that publicly. I'm like, yeah, I'm a wetback. Like, you can't say that word. I'm like, yeah, I can. And I do because it's just a word. If it offends you, you're a pussy. And it's not offensive. Like it's, it's, they use it to like in a derogatory way. So if you embrace it, like it's not derogatory. It is what I am. It's like being Mexican. I'm, I happen to be a Mexican. That's a wetback. And they're like, oh, you can't say stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I can. And then what you said, I, I get hated on. The, what episode was it? Because uh, I fucking hate tequila. Tequila to me is not a good liquor. And they're like, you're, you're, you claim to be Mexican, but you don't. I'm like, dude. You're not a real Mexican. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, I eat every taco comes with salsa and two, three more spoons. I'm Mexican as fuck. I'm not. But the same thing. I speak proper English. So at previous jobs, I'm like, oh, te crees muy, muy con tu inglés. And I'm like, dude, we're in America. I speak perfect Spanish and English. I can conversate the same way. It's like, you can't be educated. You can't be well-read because then now it's like, oh, you're trying to be white. Like, no, I'm, I, I speak proper English. Of course. I'm an main, educated person. Sorry. Yeah. Like it's just, I, now I'm reading. The listeners are going to hate on me for that. I started doing the reading challenge finally. Uh, but you know, I, previously I've read like in other years of the shit, you know, you pick up words, you use different, um, not fancy words. I'm not trying to be one of those people be like high class, but just you're be more no, articulate. Yeah. And people get pissed off. Like, no, you, you try, you try to be whitewashed. I'm like, I'm not trying to do anything. That's the way I speak. You can talk to my homies. Well, my homies, of course I have a different little, it's like, I talked about it before, like a chameleon, like you fit in where you at work. I'm not talking like, Oh, fuck this, fuck that. Because it's more professional at home. I'm a little bit more laid back with my friends, with my daughter. I don't cut around her. Everybody knows that story. Um, what was I saying? Fuck. But <laughs> the, yeah, about being whitewashed and being oh, too yeah, white, yeah. too gringo. Like, mucho. like it's, I've you heard it all the time. You can't, like, I prefer whiskey. I love whiskey. Like, all that's, and I, I'm not talking about like with piña, you know, the bucanas with pineapple and fucking cranberry juice. Like, no, I, yesterday on the episode, neat, just fucking, I didn't have ice. But usually on the rocks, I'm like, I like this. Like, oh, yeah. no, drink a good tequila. I'm like, I've tried hundreds of tequilas. I bartended. I used to work next to a, a place next door that had literally thousands of tequilas. They were a tequila bar. And not for me. Not for me. And they get so offended. Like, dude, you can like other things. Some of my friends go snowboarding. 
And then I know other people that say, oh, they're trying to be white. My best friend, one of my best friends, my compadre, they're really into off-roading now. They go to, um, and I know other people that are like, oh, they're, they're trying to be white. Like, dude, it's a fucking hobby. Let people do what they do. Like, when you're so worried about what other people find happiness from, like, live your fucking life. Like, I don't see somebody, there's certain things, you know, right? Like, out here where I would live, it's weird. Because there's a lot of white gardeners. And to yeah. me, that's crazy. I live in a Republican area. It's mostly, uh, it's a suburban, right? It's like mostly uh, middle class families. And so the gardeners are white and it's crazy to me, yeah. but it's not it's like, like, oh, they're that's yeah. planted in your brain. And it's like, I, I don't think like, oh, they're taking their, our job. It's still a job. Somebody's going to do it. But it was, just, you know, at first I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Cause you do, you know, like you said, the stereotypes in your mind, even though I try not to racial profile, I try not to whatever, it throws you off, but it's not like a, look at him doing this. Cause I looked into it previously in my life. I did a little gardening work. I'm like, dude, they make bank and they, they're off by 2, 3 p.m. I'm like, this could be a good life. But then I was just, I'm already fucking brown as fuck. And look at my farmer tent. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I'll stay out of the sunshine right now. I'm cool. But this, the window open, that's as much sun as I've been getting this quarantine. <laughs> I've, I've been running. I'm proud of myself a little bit. I've been, I've been good on that. But I got a treadmill. I run inside. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, see. see I want, that's white privilege right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? See, I, I joke. I joke with shit like that, and people. I know people will get mad. And then, like, it's a joke. Take it with a grain of salt. Obviously, not white. I'm not white. Yeah. Um, my my mom is very white, but she's the she's the most Mexican one out of my parents, and she's whiteita. She's white white. And when people see us together, since I'm brown, but you see me, and people that see my pictures, I'm not as brown. But in my house, my nickname is Negrita. And when I would talk about that, and I thought I'm just talking about this with my coworkers. A lot of my coworkers got offended that I say that that's my nickname at home. But I'm like, bro, that's my nickname at home. That's what my, my family calls me because I'm the brown one at home. I'm like the little brown bean in the plate of white rice. Everybody's blonde, blue-eyed, and then I'm like the little brown one. I'm the pinto bean. And one of, my, I was like, one of my coworkers got really offended about it because it's racist, apparently. And I'm like, bro, it's my nickname at home. I'm not saying you're a negrito. Yeah, it's crazy because mm-hmm. I've seen similar things like at work. And it's weird because it's like almost too woke. I hate that word, but it's like too woke. People are like, any little issue is now a big issue because, oh, you can't say that. That's offensive. Like, dude, it's not. Out of context, maybe, but it's like, it's a nickname. It's a fucking, it's, you're not trying to offend people. You're not, it's, it's crazy. The, the wokeness, you know, the, the left, even though I'm, I lean left, I'm more of a liberal, liberal progressive myself. That shit annoys me. I'm like, dude, you are too woke for your own good. You know, like you, you gotta tone it down. Like you're looking too much into it. I've, I've talked to people with my, non, my non-brown friends, the white ones, um, and I'll talk about like my childhood growing up and I've had friends that are like, oh my God, you were verbally abused your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> That's abuse. I'm like, what? Cause my dad called me free Willy when I was a kid. And it, like, just those little like anecdotes, those little stories you have of growing up brown. Yeah. If you say that to other people, they're like, bro, why didn't you call like child services? <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, cause every culture is different too. Like, um, as far as like the way you talk to your kids or whatever, 
And my parents did a great job. I'm a fuck up on my own behalf. Like, but you see it in like the culture, right? Like it's a, it's like a machista culture as, as far as brown people. But then other cultures have their own thing. I wouldn't say negatives, but just they, they do things a certain way, you know? And so to me, it's, I'd rather share the info and show you how I grew up. And then other people, like, like you said, I was never beaten, nothing like that. My dad weren't disciplinary. They would more like talk to you. That's why I kind of say I was a fuck up on my own because I grew up a different way. I didn't need the streets, but I chose, I wasn't a gang man or nothing like that, but I, I rode with uh, great friends, great people, but uh, just a certain, a different mentality that my parents instilled. And so when I share that, those stories, like, oh yeah, one time we went to 7-Eleven and um, my homie robbed this guy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't do it. I, yeah. No, no, it was my friend. Like, he, he, he needed money. So he, like, you were there? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I wouldn't say who, right? I wouldn't say like, names and stuff like that. But it's just like another story. It's just another thing to tell the, not just the audience, but the listeners. I mean, not just uh, in person, right? And the people I talk to, but like, because people don't see that. And then I feel like it's a great bridge between them. Like, you don't have to go live that life. I can tell you things that happen. I can tell you stories that, the things that, this, you know, out of necessity, you know, it's not because they want to. They had no food at home. They're getting evicted. They need to survive. They got one parent and things like that. And they're like, oh my God, but they, couldn't they get welfare? Couldn't they? Like, they do. And it's like 150 a month, 300. Yeah. And they got five kids. And so when that's all you know, you're too young to work. You do things. And that's what they don't tell you in the stories. That's what they don't tell you in the books. It's like, oh, gang member did this. Like, why did he do it? And people, some people are like fascinated by it, right? They're like, whoa, I didn't. I've never thought about it. I never. And other people are like, what the fuck? Like, you. That's you preposterous. Yeah, yeah. The, the, not, not just saying the white people, because there's certain, you know, <laughs> middle class Mexicans that are like, oh, no, my mom worked two jobs. I'm like, so did theirs. My mom did this. She made sure. I'm like, so did theirs. But sometimes that's... Life happens. Shit yeah. happens and you have to accommodate. Like, you have to roll with the punches. You have to do what you can and and try to get through it. And sometimes when you're pushed against the edge or pushed against the sword or whatever that phrase is, we're probably botching it, but... You're gonna do stuff maybe you're not proud of, but at the end of the day, you're gonna do stuff to survive. You go into survival mode. It, like I said, some people get offended. And at work, I usually, I mean, I don't go tell everybody my story, right? Like I, I do open up. Like me. Have like, yeah, <laughs> like to a certain extent, you know, once you make a friend or whatever, they know a little bit about you. You have like a work buddy, um, you know, just kind of let them know like, oh, so, so you live in mobile. Yeah, I live in Montefiore. Oh shit. Like, Gang, and I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, I have a lot of homies from the hood. They're like, yeah, like, and you just kind of, oh yeah, my cousins are from this city, and you know, they, they're in the gang. Oh, cool. Like, so they know like that relatableness. But it's not like I go tell every single employee, hey, dude, I, I wrote the game, and you know, just kind of like stuff that comes up in certain issues. You know, some, well, like the old school Mexicans, talk about the rancho that I know nothing of, right? But like, oh yeah, my parents were born here. My parents, I was born here. We, you know, they had land, whatever, but they came for better. So that's in here, trying to retire. Like, so depending on the person, depending on the subject is what gets shared. And truth be told, 
most of the time, the people that get offended for, in my experience, in my life, doesn't matter the ethnicity, it's middle-class people. Middle, I've, I've been fortunate, I guess, in life to be able to talk to people, not in like the 1%, but at my, like two, three jobs ago, um, my boss was filthy rich and his friends were filthy rich. So I got to like sit down with them. They'd see that I was a hard worker. And at the time I had my little business and he would pump me up. Like, dude, this guy's destined for great things. He's always working. He's always hustling. He's always busting his ass. So when, when he hits something, like it's going to fucking be goldmine. So they'd be like, oh man, like you're pretty interesting. And so I got to meet a lot of these people and share my stories with them. And they never got like offended the, the wokeness, the lower class people, not to say poor, but the lower class people, like it's relatable. They know the struggle. They, they didn't go to those means. But then the people that always get offended about certain things is the middle class because they have that, I, I always want to call it privilege of just being able to, to judge because they're like, oh, we did it this way. We did it the right way. We did it whatever. And whatever it may be, uh, not just say the gang shit, but just like, oh, yeah. Um, I myself one time filed for, um, uh, what was it? It wasn't the food one. I don't know what it's called. The EBT. Yeah. And we didn't qualify. At the time I was between jobs and I was like, dude, I have enough for the rent or what are we going to do? And so I was like, oh, you know what? Everybody keeps telling me to try this. So I tried and they gave us, I think like 120 bucks for the month. And I was like, oh, fuck this. Like what? That's not even a shopping cart. Yeah. And so like people say, oh, you could do this. You could do that. And I was like, dude, they don't give you that much help. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I took it for that one month and then I, we went about our life because I, you know, I got my, I got a job right after. So it did, I mean, don't get me wrong. $120 is $120. Yeah. It does pay for something, but it was just kind of like, dude, I don't get how so many people say these people, whoever it may be, right. Leech off the government. They fucking come here. They, whatever. They're stealing like, dude, all our jobs. All this bullshit. All the money. Like this is not, not true at all yesterday on a facebook post on one of my previous guests something about opening up the economy in california some guy posted like that's what we get for like feeding all these illegals fucking and we we like help americans first and they had nothing to do with the post right it was just about opening up like i commented i have no shame in saying i would do it i am illegal I do not get any assistance. I have not seen a dollar in yeah. eight weeks now. And I'm selling shit on eBay, surviving, you know, my, my stuff, my personal belongings are on eBay, like my old TV, my, the shit that I had a necessity. So don't say that, like, it's not true. Cause it, I'm sure some people are getting assistance, but it's not as easy as you think. And he didn't reply or whatever, but I was just like, that's a misconception out there that people just, fucking think that it's like here's cash here's cash for you here's cash for you yeah the the, the people that get offended i always feel like are the middle class like, yeah they, they call it a white people problem but i, I a, a joke i have here at home is middle class problem because last week it was like 100 degrees and in here the thermostat was set to like 75 like whenever it goes get 75 in here they see we'll turn on or 78 so i had to open the door to let some heating because it was it wasn't hot enough in here for they seem to turn on so i had opened the door and i'm like damn middle class problems like i need to yeah. get this ac on and 
I so feel I, like people can't wrap their head around how much money there is in the world, how much there is to spread out. Like people feel like this is as much money. And for listeners, I just have my hands cupped together. But every time, and not just with the government, but with companies, when I read certain things and I see how much money is just being out there, it just makes me, it motivates me, one, to work harder to get more money, one, even though I spend a lot of it, duh. But like, picture this, the government was able to send everybody a $1,200 check and more, right? And they want to send us out $2,000. If they want to give me money, I ain't going to fight them. Clappy Trump, you give me money. <laughs> I, I have friends who are like, oh my God, if Trump puts his name on the check, I'm not going to accept it. Bitch, hand that over. <laughs> hand that check over. I will take the money. Like, I got bills to pay, we take it. Or when I see companies like Ultra or Ulta, Sephora, makeup companies, probably because you're a dude, you're not going to know this, but if you return makeup to like Ulta, they have to get rid of it. They have to destroy it and throw it away. That's money that's being lost by the company, by the person that makes the makeup. And Ulta was one of the companies that still paid all their employees during this COVID-19 without any of them working, pay them all their full like salary. And that's when in my head, I'm just thinking apart from like, oh, good for them. That's cute. They're giving them, you know, they're paying them. I'm just thinking, where the fuck are they getting all this money to be paying all that to have people throw away makeup when people return it like still perfectly sealed? They got to throw it away. Like that makes me think there's just so much money out there and it is up for grabs. You got to work hard to get it. But at the same time, like don't act selfish to the point that you're going to like just, you know, toss somebody just grabbing onto that $1 bill to yourself. Like in my, the way I grew up, it's always been like, if you can give, give, if you can spend, spend, it's all going to come back to you at the end. Don't act so selfish and frivolous to the point that you don't enjoy life. That's just me. Uh, I, the same thing, like, uh, among the, because people want to sell something cool, something sexy, have a new hot product. But the people I mentioned earlier, like, as far as being rich, this guy had a carpet, carpet cleaning company. Mm-hmm. He was a millionaire. He had tons of vans. This other guy had real estate. This other guy had car washes. This other guy had a, like a public storage, but his own like company. And they make ridiculous amounts of money. And it's not to say you, you make money, you invest it in other things. And the guy that had the rentals, he had four properties. And each one of them I can't like say his numbers or whatever, but each one made around the same figure. And that multiplied times four in a month was like, and you think about like public storage, that's not cool, that's not sexy, like what the fuck? But yet he started off with one, he got another one, and then from two he went straight to four because he had the money for it though. And he had, what's it called? Like financial backers, and he had like the security of like, hey, if I don't pay, you could take this kind of thing. I don't know what it's called, but. I don't think it's escrow, but like he had the the liability, like, hey, if this fails, like when he could get the loans, like you could take my other properties. But he knew it was gonna be a success. And the thing is, like those those little it, it does it's a lot of money. But it, if it were just one, it doesn't sound all that great. But multiplied multiplied by four is like whoa. And then he lives a fucking magnificent life, like travels the world, goes to all like 
he's an old dude, but he loves all the like the Coachellas and the, what's the Burning Man. Like yeah, he does Burning all Man. he does all of those things, and it's the stuff he enjoys. And I'm like, you know, I'm lucky in a sense to be able to have met these people and talk to them and see like the money doesn't make them happy. It's what they do with the money that makes them happy. So that's why I'm kind of like focused. I say I don't want to be rich. I just want to be wealthy enough to do the things I enjoy, like go golfing. I haven't taken it. This is a staycation, but you know, we can't do much. I want to take vacations. I want to take my daughter to see the world. So I was like, just have enough, not to survive, but to, and the thing is, like you said, the money's out there. These guys aren't making a killing on one product or on one, the guy that does carpets, he has like 16 vans. That's 16 employees working for him. If each yeah. one is making him a hundred dollars a day in profit, that's 1600 a day. You know, granted he has to pay them. He has yeah. to maintenance on the trucks, on the vans, on like all that thing. But it's just like, there's so much money out there, like you said. And I'm trying to, I don't want the whole pie. I just want a little slice, a little slice for myself, live comfortably. Impact. I want to, in the future, be able to help my community, you know, give back to fucking the people in need. When I had my business, we did a Thanksgiving dinner giveaway. Myself and a couple of friends pitched in. We bought Thanksgiving dinner for families. At the time, I was kind of like, this is cool to help people. And those people were like literally in tears. Some of them were like, dude, if it wasn't for you, like we would have no Thanksgiving. And it like touches you, you know, like fuck. And it's crazy to me that you could, myself, a piece of shit, could have such an impact on other people. And I'm like, don't talk about it, do it. And so this year, that's one of the challenges in my 2020 vision thing is donate a Thanksgiving meal. Because I know that that, not say inspires, but more people will be like, okay, this piece of shit can help people. So can I. And then uh, Christmas, a toy for a boy, toy for a girl. I know people will be like, oh, you can't gender, fuck that. A boy toy, a fucking Barbie, or something like that. And a girl, and a boy, to, a girl, uh, a boy toy, like a fucking truck, a hot wheel, something, you know, like these, these Not things. Assigning gender to my child. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> Those people wouldn't want shit from me. They they won't oh listen to me. Those people. That's not my fan base, man. Uh, and so, that what I'm saying is, trying to help others. Like I don't do it for fucking. At the time, one of the people told me like, "What's the catch?" Nothing. I, I just I grew up poor. We didn't have Thanksgiving sometimes. We didn't have Christmas toys. Like, I don't want that kid to have what I experience. You know, if I could say, not say, but if I could help your family from that feeling. It's the least I can do. And granted, it wasn't a hundred families, and I'm not rich by any means. But with the help of other friends, I think it was five or six. Things, whole meals, whole meals. And they were like shook that like, dude, they saw my apartment. I wasn't living, I was in the ghetto. They, I wasn't living a, a great life. And they were just like, you, you're willing to do this for other people. And I, it was just cause like what my parents taught me. That's what I'm trying to teach my daughter. So I talk about it. When I see homeless people, I give them money. I can't give them money every time. But when I do, I'll be like, hey, they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. They can go get high, they can go buy beer. I don't give a fuck. I'm not giving them the money to buy food. I'm giving them the money with the intent that they can do whatever they want. And I want to show my daughter that, like, that's, I think, I guess, my agenda, if I have an agenda now, is kind of instill these things to her. Like, even if you don't have much, you can still give to other people. Yeah. Because it, I think this pandemic has shown is 
something I talked about with my compadre was I think we're going to see a lot of small business support, a lot of like community support once this is all said and done. Because you kind of see like we need each other more than we need these corporations. Granted, right now, fucking Amazon's killing it, right? But you see that it's all about the people in your community, your life, your friends' business, your fucking. My friend started this. Okay, let me buy from them. Yeah, it's a little bit pricier, but I'm, that money goes to feed that family, not for a fucking private jet, you know? And yeah. I, I think, I don't even know what I think. Just, yeah, donde comen dos, comen tres. Like, that's, that's what we're going on. But yes, with the whole small business, I just, I, I laugh. It, it caused me giggles. The people that want to, like, freaking lower prices, start arguing with these people when they like ask for things they ask for freebies they ask for discounts it's like bro i know we're all struggling but literally you're saving on all these other things but you just want a freebie and people don't see that like if you're trying to help out a small business it's a small business like just help them out as much as you can if not create the little sequel like yeah. let's be real no, there's, I, I mean i've been fortunate i guess because I've made friendships, like, that's one thing people tell me, you don't have that many friends. I'm like, okay, they're fucking great acquaintances, because I've always been uh, very vocal, very outgoing, very extrovert, I fucking, I, and I share my beliefs. People don't like it, people didn't see that, but uh, the jerk-off yeah. motion. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not here to please everybody. I'm, I'm content with the people in my life. And so I always get a gang of support from my people in my life, because I think, not to say I give so I receive, but I always support my homies. I don't ask for discounts. I give them ideas, but I do try this. My homie talked about it. Like I, constructive criticism, because I've gone through it myself. I'm like, this can help you out. This will go better if you do this. And so I think, in a sense, they kind of see that I always support everybody, so they support me. I'm about yeah. to drop some fucking, some hot news tomorrow. Well, I guess yesterday for the people listening Thursday. But that, I'm doing my own shit too. I, I can't say it on here, but you'll see it on you'll see you'll see it on uh, on Instagram, and I know it's gonna go great. I know already. Like I'm already like, dude, this is it's gonna be amazing because all the uh, people it, where I grew up in the Monte, um, I know that support will be there just because not just because of the city. It's me, but not, one, it's a great product. Two, quote unquote, it's just me. So they they will show love and so i see that from people and so i try to support whoever i can you know obviously i don't need say somebody selling fucking strawberries i'm allergic to strawberries so i can't support you but i could share your fucking post or i could do whatever tell my homies hey so-and-so selling fucking edible arrangements they're strawberries i can't eat them myself but and i think that's where my help comes from initially and so they spread the word for me at least with the business it did. The business I did it opposite, my, my sporting goods business. I didn't want my friends to know. I, to see, I knew they were gonna support me. So I thought, let me see how far I can take it on my own before they find out. And it was a few months before anybody found out what I was doing. And then once it came in, it blew up because everybody was sharing, everybody was like buying for me. And people to this day still ask me, well, are you gonna do that? And I'm like, it's a lot of work. And I mean, it's a business, it's not a charity. So the return on investment isn't all that high. I can make more money doing other things. I'm like, dude, but the, your prices were so good. I'm like, the prices were so good because I wasn't making a lot of money off of it. So I had to sell a lot. And the, the work that put in, I mean, one day maybe, I, could, I still have the connections to do it, but I'm just like, it's not the right time. I need 
to be more rich, to be able to pay people to do that work for me. And yeah. I think in time it'll come. And fuck, I, I, I'm losing my, I'm, I'm a little crude. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So we were drinking. But what I'm saying is, is that the, the people around you will help you. And then when they see, I saw him like, your, your show's going to be so fucking good, dude. Like, oh as yeah grow, appreciate as you that. Grow, as it, I, i'm a fan i sincerely am a fan i haven't like told you i haven't listened to this episode that you just dropped but it's on my like on my agenda of shows i listen to Girl, there's I not many to anybody's podcast since the 14 like i'm gonna be honest i haven't all i do is work and literally stay home like there's no drive i work at home i'm here with all the people at home i hate everybody in my house like we're driving each other crazy and then when I, I work out, I exercise, I usually listen to music or I pop in a movie because I hate running. And that's the only way I can distra distract myself sufficiently to be like, I'm not going to notice how long I've been running on this treadmill. So only today, I kind of started listening to a podcast, um, but it's a podcast from a comedian called um, Shane Smith. Uh, have you heard of him? He's like, his whole face is tattooed. Like, that's literally how people like point him out. He's super tatted up to his face. Um, so he has a podcast and I listened to like a bit of the episode, but like I barely got five minutes in and I got too busy with work and I couldn't continue. But like my whole list of podcasts I've been listening to is long and I end up always mentioning the same three podcasts on my podcast, which is your podcast, Thank Bombs you. Away and What a Partner. That's like the only three podcasts I mentioned, not because I listen to the podcast because I'm talking to you guys every day. So that's the closest I get to listening to a podcast. Yeah, I, 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 Granted, I'm not driving out there anymore every day. It's an hour, hour and a half drive, so I have a lot of time to kill. So now what I do is when I walk or run with my dog, I, I, I enjoy listening to podcasts because that's how I distract myself. I, the one thing that's taken a hit for me is mostly music. Everybody yeah. said it was podcast because across the whole podcast community, listenership is down because people aren't driving, people aren't working, you know, the distraction or whatever. And it's crazy to me. I even thought, like, fuck it, no, the podcast will take a hiatus uh, while the, the quarantine is. And I am fucking so shocked that it's fucking blown up during the quarantine. Yeah, that's good. I'm not stupid. Um, there is people like yourself, someone relatable that you can be like, oh, cool, this is interesting. She's funny. She's intelligent. She holds a conversation very well. So, okay, let me check out another episode. But it's crazy to see, like, I, I'm on a few different forums, like, where podcasters talk or whatever, and they share ideas, share whatever. And they're all complaining about that. And I'm like, I'm sharing, that's why I don't know if you see my post on my regular one. People ask me all the time, like, well, how are you doing it right now when everything's taking a hit? I'm like, that's why I share, like, hey, make sure you fucking take good pictures, do this, do that, share on your yeah. story, share on your whatever reply to the messages because I'm like, I get so many messages telling me these things and I tell them what I do. And then they're like, it's not working for me. I'm like, I can't do it for you. I, I'm sharing what I do, what works for me. It's crazy to me too. Like, I'm like, dude, that's why I'm posting two, three episodes a week. This week I'm only doing one. I think I'm only doing yours. Mm -hmm. A little burnt out too. It's fucking very time consuming. And it's a trip that it's up and it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for it's like uh, I was legit I took a week off and I was gonna say you know what I took a hi hiatus last year like five months I, I was burnt out I started with two episodes I mean 
three episodes, and then I was doing an episode a week, episode a week, episode a week, yeah. episode. And I work 50 hours a week. I have my daughter. I volunteer at her school. And I still have my personal life. And then people were canceling. I had to do fucking 2 a.m. episodes because that's when things got off work. And I was just like, dude, it became a chore. Yeah. And I said, fuck this. I just stopped. And I was, people asked me, dude, it was so fucking good. I miss it. And I was like, I, it, I wasn't ready for it. Even though listeners were there and everything, I was like, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's not fun. And then I took that break and I came back in December, January for the 20 challenges. And I started recording again. One episode every two weeks. And I felt that's where, that's where I feel comfortable. I have time, enough time to book people, to record, and to do everything else. And it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. And then the fucking pandemic hit. So like, yeah. fuck, we were just getting traction. So I took a week off and I was like, dude, I'm fucking bored. I'm gonna see if people wanna record via Zoom. Cause one of the great things is I love the, you're there in the room, you know. They turn their phone off, it's just me and them, and we just conversate. We might drink, we might not, we might have a coffee, we might just be drinking water but it's just us two and the mic. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, dude, like this, they could have a TV on in the background, they could have music on, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, so I didn't want to do it. And then I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start recording. Yeah. And then I started with one, and then people started blowing me up, like, hey, dude, this shit was great. Can you do more? Hey, how, how often are you gonna be posting? I'm like, why? Like, at the first week, right, I was like, why? They're like, dude, it's really good, and there's nothing else to do. I already listened to the other ones. Can I, I want to catch up on boom, two a week, two a week, three a week, three a week. I don't know <laughs> why, but as long as I know you took your hiatus, but if you got to do it every other week, every week, whatever works best for you, right? You and your schedule, but you have something good on your hands. Oh, I love doing it once a week. Um, I did take my hiatus and I told my listeners and I tell anybody openly, like my depression and anxiety just hit the roof with this quarantine. Um, I did not want to do anything. I just, I was like miserable. And I'm like, I don't want to, I was sounding miserable on my podcast. I don't want to like record and send something out there that's just gonna make other people more miserable. So I'm like, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna try to get myself together. I took like a three week, four week break. And then I just came back to it. This past episode was, I'm trying, now that I don't really talk about my personal life, because no shit is coming, nothing's happening, like, I'm in my house, like, literally every single episode is maybe, this day I spent it in the living room, and then I got dressed and I went to the kitchen, that's literally what my podcast would be about, so I pulled up some of my, like, most favorite Guilty Pleasure TV shows, and I did, I started this week with Degrassi, but not the Degrassi with like Drake in it. The Degrassi before Drake, which is like an 80s sitcom. I saw that. I saw your post. And we're going to talk about the other Degrassi with the Drake who gets shot and he's in a wheelchair. Spoiler alert, that was a bajillion years ago. Everybody knows that happened. And then I'm going to talk about 21 Jump Street, but everybody thinks I'm going to talk about the movie. Oh, shit. Sure. That's fine and all. No, there's a TV show where it was Johnny Depp's first role as an undercover cop. That's why Johnny Depp is in the movie, because that was his first role when the TV show was in the 80s. I didn't know that. It is amazing. It's corny as hell. I love me some corny TV. I, I like I like to call my Esquita TV because it's corny and cheesy, like an Esquita. Mm. That's and, good. That's what I call some people I date, too. When they're corny and cheesy, I'm like, you're a freaking Esquita. Like, calm yourself down. Um, but 
the TV show was on point. I have like four seasons on DVD and no shame. I was watching that was like 12. Like that was my favorite go-to TV show. And then I think the just the fall week, I'm going to pull up some like guilty pleasure movies. And that's literally what the rest of this month is going to look like. It's just guilty pleasure TV and movies. That's I. You're interesting. And then the way you do it is fun to listen to. I'd be like, I watched The Office again. Um, <laughs> right now I'm currently listening. I'm not really listening to music. But the last things I listened to a few weeks ago has been The Delirians in English. And in Spanish has been like, not love songs like romanticas, but like those, like the heartbreak songs. Even though I'm in a great mood, I'm living life yeah. like the best I can. I'm not in a depressed when people are gonna be like, why are you listening? It's just something enjoyable. The my friend actually just posted, which was funny. The No queda lo olvido. That song stuck in my head, even though I've like it's not relatable to me or my life right now. Yeah, and it's just see, I, I'd be like, so listen to that, watch that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to do it. And then you go on and you explain it. You tell the audience, like, yeah. And this is what I tell I think. you the fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. I, the thing is, when I was growing up um, as a kid, I loved movie and TV so much that I would be the one that would buy the DVD. I would watch the movie by itself. And then I would watch it with every commentary because there was always different commentaries. There was the director's commentary, the actor's commentary. I wanted to know as much fun facts as I could. Like, I want to stuff this brain with every fun fact. And I still do to this day. Like, I'll watch a movie or a series, and I love it. And then I'm like, I'm going to look it up and see what fun facts. Like, what happened when they were recording? Like, why did he choose this actor? What was their other options? That's the stuff that, that gets me on fire. Like, that floods my basement. Like, that is my most favorite part of movies and film. Watching interviews, watching the actors do, like, their little, like, side games. That was my little dream, and it's still my dream, was to, like, interview people, but interview them and still, like, in a show where you would play games with the actors. Because literally what you want to see your favorite actor or actress do is, like, interact and do funny shit that you're going to laugh at. That's the whole point. Or do, like, funny skits. Because you want to see them outside of their character. And that was like my dream. Like I wanted to be Ellen DeGeneres, except I'm a lesbian. But kind of the same thing. And I'm nice, which I've heard Ellen is not. But um, but that was like my whole thing is when I talk about stuff, I get really into it. And I'm just going to let the whole thing spew. Like it's just, I'm going to let it rip pretty much. I mean, it's in a great way, but you are extra. And I think that extra is what makes your show extraordinary. Like... I think that sounds like a great idea because all you would really need is a camera and a spot to do it, right? But I think with your person personality, it'll um, it'll work. And then I think when, as your show grows, you could start reaching out to people and be like, I don't know it's a branch off of this or something separate from your podcast, but that's very, very doable. Like, I've always been telling my homies, like, when Carpool Karaoke started, I always wanted to do that. I'm like, yo, don't you always have a good time, like, singing in your car and stuff? And people are like, oh, my God, that's too embarrassing. All my friends are too embarrassed to do stuff. And I'm like, I've never been be embarrassed. I've always been, been like, let's do this. And if somebody says, like, I need a volunteer, you know Ashley's hand, the first one that's going to be up, be like me. Like, I don't know what you need me to do, but I will do it. I'm always a volunteer. That's that's great. That's, yeah, and... Since I don't want to like, but that's the way I am. And I think that's why your show is going to, as the, you know, obviously it takes time, but as people find your show, like that's why it's so good because 
your per personality. Like it, you're not faking. It. Mm -hmm. Some people try to do shows, do podcasts where they have this character, and once that people have told me I should be a character and be like, I always bring it up, like, "Hey guys, yeah. how are you guys?" You know, that's not me. Fuck all that. Like I'm me, and but you're you. But it works, you get me? Because that's your bubbly personality. I don't know how to explain it. Like, you have that, you know, yeah. that little swagger, that little pump in your step. And I think... I say weird things. They come out funny sometimes. I don't know. Or I say weird things. Or I say some things and they come out kind of perverted or people make it seem perverted. Just quick story. One time when I was at work, I was... One of my, my boss said he had a twitch in his eye. And he said, oh, so-and-so makes my right eye twitch and so-and-so other person makes my left eye twitch. I innocently asked, what made his third eye twitch? <laughs> See, I didn't mean it in a dirty way. People like were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, this one, your chakra, what did yeah, you You weirdo, not your other third eye. Like, I didn't ask about that. Okay. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. That's why I started laughing. See, so but in my mind, I was like, you know, the chakra, the one yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. pointing Those, to your forehead. I think it's and in Hindu. Like, what the fuck, Ash? Were you actually asking me about that? I'm like, I did not say that, you weirdo. Um, quick, quick little side note. How much longer do I have? You? Like another ten minutes? Uh, fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes, okay. Um, just because Ashley has an appointment to take her dog to the vet, but uh, I don't want to. I want them to hear it from you a little. Don't say everything because that way they'll go listen to your show. But yeah. give me, not me. I don't use the names, but the people, the listeners, mostly male. I've had a lot uh, more female guests on. Female listeners have asked me, do you need to get more girls? It's a great show, but a lot of the things you guys talk about aren't relatable. So I can't listen to the whole thing because I don't know what the fuck sports whatever I'm like, okay that's on the agenda you had been we had planned to do this long time ago so it's, there's more guests coming on but uh it's mostly male so i want you to help them shoot their shot one of my things for 2020 is shoot your shot 2020 you don't have me on facebook but i constantly no matter what it is not just i just don't mean in uh on tinder or on fucking the dms i mean shoot your shot go for it like shoot your shot 2020 do the things whatever it may have been me with this thing that I'm announced tomorrow, shoot my shot, but help me help the audience shoot their shot. Cause you have advice. You give advice on your podcast. I don't want you to say all of it. Cause that way they go and tune into those episodes, but um, help these male gentlemen shoot their shot in 2020 through the dating apps. My most recent tip, which I found hilarious, it could not be hilarious. Maybe I only found it hilarious. Is there's I've been seeing a trend on dating apps where they take pictures in them gray sweats. You can see their beep beep. <laughs> Guess what I'm wearing? Yes, gray sweats. See, see. It's comfort. Uh, comfort. It's at, I'm at home. It's there's fucking... other colored sweats, but you're not taking pictures. Oh no, so no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. There's do, two do trends. That. One, they'll take the picture so they can see like the outline. And I mean, what are you hiding like a sausage, smuggling something? One, or they're like balancing stuff on it. Like they're balancing like the shampoo bottle and stuff on their, or their thingling. And um, what cracks me up is I said, dude, like when you take a picture for your dating app, or if you want to start doing, you know, dating apps, which is fine. That's like the new thing now, especially with the quarantine. 
Like, take some nice selfies. Have somebody take a nice picture of you. Like, something decent. Don't be taking those bathroom selfies, balancing a, a shampoo on your pinky. Like, show your personality, not your penis. Personality, not penis. You got that, guys? Like, keep an air of mystery. I'm not, like, don't I want to look at your pee-pee right now? Like, what if I don't like the rest of it that's attached to it? Like, what if you have no personality? What if your breath stinks? Like, those are things that I question. Maybe that's why I'm single. But I'm not there like, oh, yo, look, he's balancing a, he's balancing a head and shoulders on his dick. Like, I want that. Like, <laughs> You know what's crazy? Even though it's virtual, just because... I'm just thinking Apple's got Gaspa. I'm not thinking his penis is huge. I'm just thinking he's got flaky ass head. Uh, it's just an antidote, but um, it's funny you mentioned it about the teats, the your breath smelling. Since I used to be out there all the time, I have the courtesy to carry a toothbrush and toothpaste in my car. So before every episode, I would brush my teeth. And then here, even though it's virtual, I have the same thing. I'm like, go brush your teeth. And I'm like, they're not going to hear it. I'm like, but still, it, it might be off-putting to myself. It, it's great. I have braces, so I don't got to deal with that anymore. But uh, just, just something I found funny. <laughs> what if your breath stinks? Some people's got some very nasty oh, yeah. Some people don't brush their teeth or they don't floss or they don't even like nothing. I like at one point dated somebody who ended up cheating on me with somebody that never brushed their teeth. And all I kept thinking was like, I don't want you to ever make out with me because you're gross. She's gross. You're sharing germs. That's disgusting. When people like this girl would literally walk into work and just grab like a piece of candy and stuff it in her, stuff it in her mouth. And that was her brushing her teeth. What? And I was just like, look, I can't. Like, imagine, that's her mouth. Imagine the rest of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm, no. But but uh, you get that, guys? Uh, personality, not penis. And then just, like, try to have a nice conversation. If it flows, it flows. If you don't have anything in common, like, that's it. Like, nobody gets hurt. Just don't try to, like, stretch it out if nothing is going to work out. I've had some... If it isn't there. Yeah, if it's not if there. It's not there, you make a new friend. Like, at the end of the day, nobody gets hurt. You made a new homie. Um, I'm guilty of being somebody that will like be sad for like the first 24 hours when somebody tells me like, you know, that's not going to work out. Um, especially when people stretch it out. I feel like it's hurtful for anybody, man or woman, when one of the parties like stretches it out and makes it seem like, oh, everything's going well. And they're like, oh, never mind. Like you suck. Peace There's, out. That was a great, that was a great meme this morning. Uh, one of the pages I follow. He put, there's seven, I, I, live in, I lived in El Monte right for 30 years. I said, there's seven billion people in the world and you think your soulmate's in El Monte. Yeah. There's, there's, there's more people, there's more fish. There's plenty of fish. I think well, that's another dating app, right? Plenty of fish, fish, no, fish. too much. It's too much for me. Like it's too many messages. It stresses me out. I prefer to be limited to how many people can message me and how many people I see. Um, the Facebook one is, it's, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just easier to use because it's in your Facebook. Like, it's there. Um, the other one I use is OkCupid. And I'm kind of, I told you, I'm half-assing it. I'm not really on there. I respond whenever. I remember to respond. I have the notifications off. So that's the reason why it takes me forever to respond. Um, but, like, messages like those, I always save them. And I'm like, bro. Or I save, like, profiles. Like, people's, whatever they put in, into their bio. Like, this is the picture, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, I want to message him and say, this is the picture you decided to choose. You think you look attractive and you're going to attract the opposite sex? Like, this is what you chose? 
and this biography where you're saying stupid shit, like this is what you chose. This is how you sell yourself. That's where I'm disappointed. So have a good bio. Doesn't have to be extensive, like something, like a one sentence that describes you is sufficient. And nice pictures, like nice clear pictures. Smile, don't be a sangron. Don't show your baby. Like nobody needs to see that. That's great. That's great. Thank you for that because I'm sure some of the guys will take note of that and use it because um, some of the DMs are funny. They tell me they tell me things about themselves. They open up. I think because they hear me, like you said, they feel like they know me. They feel like we're almost friends, like strangers. I mean, my friends listen to no, some of my friends listen to this. A lot of them I do. I don't. I don't want to hear your bullshit for two or three hours. If the interesting guest is on, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'll check it out." But I. So people open up and tell me things that I don't know. Like I wouldn't tell my friends or shit like that. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? I don't know you. And so I feel like some people will hopefully use your advice. I know they'll listen, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe the, the people that listen to this show, that's my fan base. The people yeah. that are posting those pictures, that's my demographic. People. Let me show you a few more messages. I haven't shared these because I was talking about Degrassi this week, but... These are some good ones. These are, so on OKCupid, sometimes I'll see a profile and it'll show me their message they sent me. I don't like them. It's just like an initial message. Like this is them trying to get my attention. And these are hilarious. This one said, and you are a beautiful human being. God definitely held you in his hands a little longer than most. Wow. Wow. What if, what if you're not religious? I mean, hit them exactly. back with that. Hey, uh, there is no God. Uh, like, you've been fed lies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's already, how do you say, I, may, I might be colorblind, but I see red flags. I was like, ooh, that's cute. Flattered, but mm, no, swiping the other way. Um, let's see, this one says, okay. Um, hi, Ashley. You seem nice, friendly, sympathetic person. I moved to LA four months ago. I'm looking for some friends and see what's going to happen. What's going to happen, however, hope I can make you delete this app at some point. Lots app. of grammatical errors. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I would say that's, I mean, I don't know how you would shoot your shot in these things. But like, that sounds, that whole part of that, yeah, like uh, delete the app. That means it's like a relationship, right? So that's, that's different, I guess. Um, but the grammatical errors, yeah. It was, I, he's always foreign, but. Oh. So I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Um, this one was kind of like, made me really quickly swipe the other way. What up, nerd? How's the quarantine going? I'm like, that's not cute. That doesn't make me want to look into this. That makes me go like, mm, bye. Um, I have this one that has a bunch of emojis. Um, good God, you are gorgeous. Hello, beautiful. I saw your profile and I had to stop by and say, hi, I hope you had an awesome day today. You have a beautiful smile. I love your eyes. How are you doing? What are you up to this weekend? I know you get a million messages a minute being as beautiful as you are, but I will love the opportunity for us to get to know each other. You sound too good to be true. I'm in and he gives me his address. Wow. I'm not going to say it. Um, no, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's too many questions. Like how do you, how the quarantine, how how's your day? You, you do respond? I don't, but oh. he gave me his address, literally where he lives. What you doing right now? I need your help with all this wine, vodka, and weed I'm working on. Mm. A man with a plan. It's cool and all, you with all your, I'm like, girl, no, this is too complicated, too much. I don't even know who you are, but you tell me where you live because you want me to hit you up. That's cool. I don't invite strangers to my house. 
Serial killers. Mm-mm. True, true. Mm-hmm. Not a good podcast on serial killers. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy seeing it from a female perspective. I'm sure you probably do get hit on a lot. So if those stand out to you, that's saying something, you know. Um, Ashley, this has been amazing. I know you got things to do. Um, anything you want to share before we wrap it up? No, I'm excited to finish this up. Um, wife hit me up and I was like, nope, your pet is sick. So I have to be mom today. Yeah. Like you have your human child. I have my four-legged four-legged. Yeah, I have a, But this uh, is definitely always a lot of fun talking to you. It was great. Pleasure meeting you. Uh, plug your show. Um, so yeah, you guys can follow me. Any listeners, it's according to Ash, the number two Ash. I have my Instagram and my Twitter, who is which is also according to Ash, but two is spelled out because some motherfudger has the two Ash with the number two, and I still haven't been able to report them. Um, and then my personal Instagram, which is Ash. Do you want to share that? There, I mean, if you want to, if you want to, only if you want I mean, to. No, I'll use the according to Ash with the two spelled out, but I'm cool with that. Yeah, because I mean. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. They want to find you. You don't make it hard. Yeah. The one with the cute picture. My sister just did my logo, so it's really awesome. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like that. You have great eyebrows. Right? Something like, Thank so, you. They're so fake. Bad. Are they? I'm brown. If I rub them off, they'll come off. Oh, well, they look good. Thank um, you. So this isn't a South Pop podcast, but we have a little thing that you do called Words of Wisdom. It could be about anything. Listeners love it. A lot of them skip to the end to hear it first, and then they kind of, this is what I've been told. Uh, one person, actually, so I can't say that everybody does it, because a few people told me they only listen to this part, but one person said that they gauge the episode based on the words of wisdom. So no pressure, but no, so, no pressure. I shouldn't have told you that, damn it. But uh, people, people, I guess one person listens to the episode, words of wisdom, and then he'll be like, eh, not for me. And he'll, I'm like, that's, Pretty cool that you at least try it out. He goes, no, I could tell a lot by what they say in the words. I shouldn't have said this, but I'm already halfway through the pitch. But yeah, it's only one person, so no, no pressure. One, no pressure. One person, the person. Um, words of wisdom. There's always that one phrase I share, and I will be sharing for the rest of my life. And this is from the great RuPaul. I don't know if you know who RuPaul is. I do. Drag queen, the queen of all drag queens. I love me some drag queens. That will be one of the topics for next month after I finish Guilty Pleasure TV. Um, but RuPaul always says at the end of all her shows, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? So always love yourself and then you can love somebody else. That's the way of life for me. Beautiful. Thank you for joining me. This was a pleasure. Find her at According to Ash on Instagram Twitter. and then on Twitter, according to Ash spelled out. You heard her mm-hmm. line. Um, I'll try to do better next time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, if no one loves you, Hector loves you. Heck yeah. Bye. Bye.